Welcome to the Tony Tan Show. Embracing leading edge technology to help humanity work better and live better. Diving deep into the latest AI and digital disruptions, helping you find your true potential with the help of latest tech. The future in the present. And here is your host, Tony Tan. Hi everyone, my name is Tony Tan. I'm the CEO of Imperium and AirDigital.ai, the author of the award-winning book, The Future in the Present, a keynote speaker and the host of the Tony Tan Show and podcast. Have you ever wondered who is Koi City and how this next generation data management company works with Amazon Web Services to bring you total peace of mind by securing and protecting your digital assets? To answer these questions, we have with us today Paul Haverfield, Principal Storage Specialist, APJ Region, Amazon Web Services. Subscribe to the Tony Tan channel. www.youtube.com forward slash Tony Tan Global. And connect with Tony through his Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash Future of Disruptions. Paul, welcome to the Tony Tan Show and Podcast. Great, great to be here, Tony. It's uh, it's going to be a thrill. I can just tell. Yeah, man, I'm excited already. Just looking at this, just just having the previous conversation with you, the last uh, 15 minutes. You know, one of the things that I'm really curious about, Paul, is your title. You are principal storage specialist. It sounds awfully complicated. Could you share with us what do you do for a living for those laymen that's out there trying to understand uh, your role in AWS today? Okay, so let's just let's break it down. Storage. So I'm focused on storage technology and the storage market within ASEAN. So that covers our six six countries in the ASEAN market. And my focus and sort of responsibility is is growing AWS's market share ahead of the competition on storage consumption. Okay. So what that is aimed at doing is getting bytes onto platform. Ah. Getting bytes out of existing data centers, if the data already exists, onto our platform. If it doesn't exist already, at that point that it's created, we want it to come into AWS storage from when that first byte was like born. So really, I'm, I'm focused on storage, developing our market within ASEAN for AWS and, mm. and primarily motivated around helping our customers and, and consulting partners. Yep. And I, I took an opportunity to look at your bio. I mean, you, you are the guy who eats, sleep, brief storage all your life, right? You are the, basically <laughs> the guru in storage, exactly the person that we need on our show today. One of them. One, one of them. <laughs> one, one very of them. humble. Very one humble. Of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been around storage. I've, I've been working in IT for 37 years. Sorry, 39 years. 29 of that has been in like a vendor landscape and about 10, 11 years in a customer landscape. Cool, cool. You know, Paul, you are the right person for this show. There's some interesting questions and I, I would like you to enlighten us, you know, on, on this roadmap about all these changes in this data management, this storage space. This change has been moving at a very, very, very uh, high velocity, right? And we know that the last couple of years, whether it's because of the pandemic or because of great adoption of digitization, uh, we see a lot of cloud adoption across different types of cloud services and with a particular focus on storage. Uh, could you comment on that? Yeah, so if, if I just sort of focus a little bit on, on, on the Singapore market, within Singapore, I, I can't talk about specific 
numbers, unfortunately, but AWS in Singapore is growing very, very healthily. If we just look at our storage business within Singapore, we're growing at approximately four times the on-premise storage market. So the on-premise storage market is, is very flat, very minimal growth, but we're growing at four times that storage market. And, and customers, existing sort of enterprise, SMB customers, traditional customers, they're coming to us because the cloud has a lot of benefits for them. Startup and digital native businesses, they just they go to the cloud first. So they decide AWS or Platform B or C, and they make that decision. I'm really excited about this 4X jump. I mean, this, that's, a, that's a big number. I'm sure that there is a lot of pain for on-prem deployment for storage and data management for them to take this leap to go into the cloud. What are some of these pain points that some of these customers are facing, in your opinion? Yeah, well, that's, I, could, uh, I could talk all Two day days. on that, Tony. <laughs> How long do I have? <laughs> you but, only have um, five minutes, my friend. But the on-premise, the on-premise challenge and pain point just never, ever goes away for on-premise customers. Right. And the, the on-premise customer has to manage interoperability that spaghetti soup of host bus adapters, operating system software, networking software, firmware, HBA firmware, SAN array, NAS array firmware, and all of that jungle has to work together. Now, the customer owns the responsibility for that. That takes a lot of care and attention and nurturing. The other big problem that on-prem customers have, well, there's a lot of problems, but every three, four or five years, you have to refresh everything. Right. So you have to start again every three, four or five years. You have to move all those terabytes, petabytes of data from current platform to new platform. You don't have to do that in the cloud. Yes. The on-prem world, you have, to, you have to guess how much storage do I need for this workload? Right. Do I need half a petabyte, a petabyte? Right. Storage admins don't like to get that wrong. So they buy two or three. They double up. Right. So all of that on-prem storage has like 50% white space. It's not used. That costs a lot of money and it's never ever actually realized. So you've got capacity planning and provisioning. You've got care and maintenance through life. You've got data migration, those three big challenge areas. And they're the three big areas that, that storage in the cloud just totally remove. Right. If I'm going to summarize what you just said, uh, one of the things is complexity, all right? Uh, there's massive complexity. It's, uh, it's just difficult to stitch everything together. Secondly, in terms of ROI, uh, you might not necessarily get the ROI that you have planned because of provisioning issues. And third, of course, is agility, right? How fast are we moving with the business? And also, in the last two years, especially supply chain issues, even if you want to increase your storage capacities, and even you have the budget for it, doesn't mean you can get the equipment in time. Exactly. Right? I think if you move to a cloud platform like AWS, you put all these concerns to rest. Correct. All right. So it is a good time to be at AWS. Congratulations, Paul. Yes, thank you. It was a good move. <laughs> uh, about two years ago, I, I moved from my previous career role to AWS and, and it's been a blast ever since. Yeah. And we all know that AWS is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, right, compared to the other cloud providers. But why, why do you think there's advantage? Or what are the key benefits that customers, when they go on AWS compared to the competitors, what do you think are some of the key things that they can take away once they adopt AWS as the platform. Yeah, so I guess just that that first point, you know, we are big and we are successful, but we're big and successful because we focus on the customer. 
we don't just go into the market to grow. We focus on the customer and solve customer problems. And we call that being, being customer obsessed. Now, customers come into AWS because they trust us. We're secure. We're available. We have a very good, good reputation and good credibility for availability and resiliency. And we solve a problem that they have, a challenge that they have around storage management or, or data management. I prefer to talk about data actually versus storage. Data is very useful. Yes. Storage itself is not it's, enabler, it's, right? it's not actually useful by yep. itself. Yep. Yeah. So they're, so they're the sort of the, the real headline reasons. Yep. Just now you, you mentioned two very important points. You talk about resiliency and availability, all right, in terms of data, because that's the goal for today's uh, uh, any organization. Data is a goal, goal standard, right? Everybody needs that. And mm -hmm. I would ask you an interesting question because just a couple of months ago, uh, the Azure cloud went down from Microsoft and it affected quite a few government agencies, right? Uh, how do you think uh, Amazon being so customer obsessed can prevent some of these outages that other competitors are facing today? Yeah, so I guess I, um, you know, I don't know any details about exactly what happened um, with that particular example, so I, I won't, won't comment on, on those. But what I would encourage customers to do is to understand the intrinsic architecture of what they're buying into or subscribing into when they choose a hyperscaler. And if you do compare Microsoft Azure and AWS, we have very different architectures as to how we achieve availability and resiliency. And we're very transparent. We, do, we don't sort of hide anything in, in strange terminology. So our, our global infrastructure is extremely transparent. What we call an availability zone is a true availability zone that can operate autonomously. That's not always the case with the other hyperscalers, and we have seen examples of that recently. Oh, I hope that uh, I'm going to move my backup into AWS with your assurance, right, to ensure that I get uh, the continuity and the resilience that I deserve for my organizations moving forward. Now, uh, you spoke about AWS being so big and so massive. And one of the things that AWS is known for is artificial intelligence. They are big, big adopters of this uh, technology. Some people call it the fourth industrial revolution. Now, how do you see artificial intelligence being one of the enablers? Uh, how do you see this technology playing a role for AWS, uh, in particular to storage management and data management? So if I could just first of all express a little opinion, <laughs> I, I prefer not to call it artificial intelligence. I prefer to call it augmented intelligence. And there's a subtle difference there because I see the role of AI technologies as to augment us, help us. Yes. So it's like a top up to right. our brain. It's a top up to our brain and it's based a lot on our learnings, capturing that into some sort of mathematical model and then being able to run it very, very, very fast, thousands or millions of times, which we, of course, cannot do. Now, the role of AI and why AI in AWS is, is growing so well and be such a popular destination, I see it as a very natural extension of our data platforms and our data capabilities. If you peel back the core what's underneath AI, it's data. It's historical data that has been accumulated and amassed over, over years, and it's then leveraged for a new purpose based on the capabilities of massive amounts of compute, very clever mathematics, and super-duper things called GPUs. Right. Okay. Now, at the, at the foundation, it's data. You need a data platform. 
and, and AWS for data is a very, very natural combination. Okay. When you say a natural combination, is there some examples of this uh, combination, you know? Well, one of the, one of the, you know, some of the better examples is how, how Amazon.com itself has been using AI for years, but it's not really talked about or promoted as AI. And that is one of those things is our recommendation engine, the Amazon.com recommendation engine. Now that, that recommendation engine is simply not just uh, a customer that bought this pen also bought a coffee cup in the same transaction. It knows that if you buy pens, you quite often need a notepad right? because pens are connected to notepads and notepads have different sizes and, and so on and so forth and colors. So the recommendation engine in, in Amazon.com is all based on, on AI. It's based on data from people's buying patterns, their demographics, their gender, where they, where they live and so on. So that's a, that's a really good uh, example. The advertising engine in Amazon.com, we're growing significantly in, in advertising revenue on the retail platform. That's very, very deeply rooted in AI technology as well. Yeah. And we are looking forward to see how uh, some of these exciting technologies that we are talking about, especially with the uh, recent advent of ChatGPT and how this is going to play a role in Amazon and, of course, Amazon Web Services going into the near future for all of us. Yes, we're 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 playing a very um, probably a less probably a less visible role in generative AI at the moment. We we have a lot of work going on with partners like, for example, Hugging Face in helping bring their models into into the into the Amazon range of sort of available models through our SageMaker services. We're not quite as visible as ChatGPT yes. has obtained in the last month or so. But as you see, you know, with example, with some of the, the other hyperscalers, that visibility is not always positive. Yeah. I mean, it's more backend, right? It's running at the background, Correct. you know, in that sense. And I totally get it. Paul, I, 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 I just want to shift gear a little bit, right? And I'll talk a bit about this up and coming kit on data management called Cohesity. Uh, can you share a little bit about Cohesity uh, with us? Because we know that they are, they are exciting. We know that uh, they are one of the most innovative uh, data management solutions in the market. And we also know that they work very closely with AWS. Can you shine some light into this technology? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tony. So if I just take one little step back, gear change, why do customers come to the cloud? Customers come to the cloud actually primarily not to save money. That's a little bit of a misnomer. They do save money, but they, that's not a primary driver. The primary driver is to reduce complexity from their day-to-day operations, what we call undifferentiated heavy lifting in their own data center day-to-day operations. Okay. They come to AWS, they leverage our platforms, and most customers coming to cloud actually want platform services, PaaS. They don't actually want infrastructure as a service. They don't want to just lift the mess from the data center and bring that mess into AWS. Now, Cohesity as a relatively newcomer into the data management space with its range of backup and data protection, immutability, uh, file and object management, ransomware protection services. What Cohesity has done very, very well, and they've leveraged the AWS building blocks is built a data management platform on top of AWS. So customers that are either fully all in on AWS or partially in hybrid 
uh, type of operations, they can combine the same Cohesity software that they're running in their on-premise world and they can use that as a managed platform service within AWS. So they don't have to look after the software anymore. All they do is consume the platform. And that's actually one of the biggest wins that, that, that we see in terms of when different software vendors you know, invest in AWS, how they capture and harness customers, particularly from a traditional world. If we can make the cloud world as, as equivalent to the, the traditional world in, in, in software titles and software products that customers depend on, then it's much, much easier for them to come into the cloud. And that's my bridging story, bridging analogy. So Cohesity has built this bridge really, really well, focused on data management or the range of data management features in the cloud natively on AWS with a full cloud experience. Wow. I think the message from Cohesity, I think that's on 3S, they speak a lot about 3S. They talk about simplicity and just now you you spoke a little bit about simplicity, right? How to get rid of all these spaghettis, all right? Second thing they talk about is scalability. And I know that we talked about it earlier in terms of scale, there's no one bigger than AWS today, right? You are, you guys are proven to scale. Uh, then that's not an issue for customers. And the third, of course, is the inbuilt capability of Cohesity that make them really a, 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 different, a different type of data management company. They are the only one that has a built-in philosophy to build cybersecurity inside the technology, looking at data security right from the start not just as a backup solution, but also as a security provider on the data that they are being backed up. And that makes the difference. I, 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 I uh, appreciate your feedback and your take on how these two technologies come together. I think it's very, very clear. And I think that if we and the customers uh, uh, that we are talking to today, if they're looking for a new data management platform, you're looking at a, a way to scale it, and you're looking for, for reducing the complexity and increasing the agility of your data management tool, then Cohesity with AWS is a match made in heaven to address exactly those pain points that we are talking about. Thank you once again. I think you have given us uh, some very, very important insights uh, on AWS, on the role of AI for us in the future, and also how these two platforms come together to unlock value for all our customers out there. And I'd like to uh, thank you for your time and look forward to do some collaborations in the near future with you again. Yeah, for sure. It's been fun. Thank you, Tony. And, and thank you to our audience that's, that's listening today. And I would really encourage all of you that have not yet sort of dipped your toes in the cloud water. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. There's a whole new career waiting for you as soon as you become a little bit cloud literate. So thank you. You've been listening to The Tony Tan Show, your number one podcast about optimization of human potential with the latest technology. Your future is in the present. It's time to embrace it now. www.tonytanasia.com